This episode of the Lux Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH. And thank you so much for joining me. I am Scott Bowser. This is the Lux Stops Here podcast. This is a fantastic episode. I'm excited. I got my buddy Keith D'Souza on from San Francisco. He's a really funny dude. Uh... He he makes me laugh and uh very funny comic. Uh one of the only guys I know that can walk around a comedy festival into shows with a megaphone screaming at people and getting away with it. A lot of fun. Uh please um give us if you're not subscribing already and you're new around here, please give us a subscribe and a little five star review and uh leave a little comment wherever you're listening. That really helps, especially over on Apple. Uh, I have been flirting here and there with the rankings. Uh, shout out to my people in Belgium and, uh, in Sweden. Uh, you guys mean the world to me. Literally, you're, you're half a world away from me. Uh, so make sure you uh, do all that for us and sit back and enjoy the show with Keith D'Souza. And I am here with the man that I just hyped up in that intro and he is well worth the wait, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for my man, Keith. D'Souza. How you doing, Keith? Oh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Dude, uh, like, you know, like, you were one of the first people I thought of when I was, like, getting the show together, because you are one of my, uh, like, the best degenerates I know out there. Right? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we like gambling on stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We like gambling. We like uh, getting kicked out of place bar, dive bars, uh, random places. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 next goal is to get kicked out of a random dive bar for gambling too much. And like, oh in, yeah, in Vegas, that's really hard to do, dude. Like, because <laughs> it's funny here how a lot of the local dive bars call themselves a casino, and it's not a casino; it's just a fucking video poker dive bar. Oh yeah, but it'll be like Jackpot Joni's Casino. <laughs> you're gonna get banned from jackpot jody's well it's a chain dude so i, I mean i could probably get it i could probably get banned from a few locations before it really makes a dent through the the whole organization <laughs> <laughs> but dude no uh, i do it what have you what have you been gambling on lately dude i am gambling on stocks uh i'm i'm like doing that stock stuff uh um, and you were doing this long before the meme stock thing became game stock became a fucking I, yeah i i i was doing it before and i did get caught up in that game stop hype and uh i did, i think i made some money on it and uh but yeah the stocks thing that's where i mean i was playing some online poker last night but like yeah, stocks is just I, – I look forward to Mondays now and, like, the weekends. It's like, ah, oh, well, my stocks aren't doing anything. That's why you, you know? got to get into crypto, dude, because that's the action rolls over through the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do have some crypto. I I got into uh, Bitcoin last year. So did I. I got in, I think, like, at a pretty good time. I mean, I, well, yeah. you could always have got in earlier, but – I've like quadru more than quadrupled the money I've, I've put in. So yeah, and, I've five x it pretty much. And I've been uh like dollar cost averaging too. So even when it's been spiking up here big, I'm still buying small amounts every week. You know. Like, oh, you are. Yep. Nice. I buy. Uh, I buy like uh for a while there. I was buying like five like five bucks a week, and it was making it started blowing up so much. I was like, I'm gonna up this to like twenty, and I do not regret that because it worked out pretty yeah. good for me. Dude, um, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if we, oh, what you want to, but like, there's this, um, 
there's a shit that I use that I store my crypto on, and uh, they like pay interest on it. Oh, dude, yeah, give, give a plug uh, for that shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't get anything out of it, but um, (laughs) Gemini. Well, how about we fucking pause? We'll hit them up (laughs) real quick. Then you fucking go, hey, I'm gonna about to bring you up on my friend's show. Give me some fucking money, Dingleberries. Oh, you know what? If I if I promote my the the same link (laughs) that I would share with my friends, I think I get some crypto. So I could promote that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, fuck it. I, I don't even know how to do that. So, yeah, find find Keith on social media, and uh, he'll send you a he'll, he'll send you a crypto link. You know that'll work. I, I think. We yeah, that that, that, that'll work. Email me keith thirty three at gmail <laughs> if you want a really roundabout way to get on Gemini. <laughs> and speaking of emails, I have a fantastic le- e- listener email for later in this episode. That I can't wait to read, and I hope I get more of these because I know my listeners have good Vegas stories and just weird degenerate <laughs> moments that they see. Because like this is a, de- a Vegas show. I live in Vegas, and I originally yeah. tried to make this like a locals kind of like a guide to local Vegas. I, I really was like my inspiration for this was the Robert De Niro in a casino. How that how when he gets kicked out of being the, the <laughs> when they, they won't let him like run the casino anymore. And they make him reapply for his gaming license, how he like supposed to take the food and beverage job, but instead he starts that that weird fucking like live casino show with Frankie Av like Yeah, so that's what it, you're doing? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. It's, it's I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that good at it. Uh, <laughs> but like no, like it turns like I've realized as I've I mean, I think this is the thirty fourth of these I've done now, thirty fifth, something like that. Uh, oh hell yeah. Uh I notice it's just more of this is more all of like my love letter to degeneracy, really. And degeneracy. Yeah, your fans sound like degenerates. Like, uh, I mean, you told me a little bit about that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff, dude. I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> but, like, uh, but, like, yeah, no, like, it's it's a show for degenerates by degenerates, I feel. And maybe, maybe you can't afford to be a Because de- I feel like you could be a degenerate anywhere you live. You know, yeah. especially now that most, a lot of states have legalized sports gambling. Like, Dude, I got a buddy that just moved back to Michigan, uh, Mike Burns, and yeah. and he fucking like, dude, sports gambling just got legal there, so he's got all kinds of fucking sports book apps now, just for yeah, Michigan. Man. Like Illinois, it's legal. It's legal in Colorado. Yep. I don't know what California is doing here, but uh, you know what it is? It's uh, Nevada is coming up the works there, or like the casinos have lobbyists in California. Like they fought the Indian casinos pretty hard and stuff when that was all going on. Right. Because they want to keep as much gaming in Nevada as possible. That's disgusting. Let us do sports betting, you fucks. What, How much more money do you need? You know what's really lame, dude? Is I can't do fucking DraftKings here. Oh, because of, like, the casinos don't get a cut. Uh, and DraftKings man. has a sports book at the fucking uh, Imperial Palace or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I can't play DraftKings contests. Like, if I want to do a DraftKings lineup, I got to get in my car and drive over past State Line, go to like Prim, and do it and like geotag there. But like, sometimes it'll be like, hey, you've already been in Nevada today. We're, we know you're up to no good. Fuck off. Like, damn. That's bullshit. It is some bullshit, man. Like, the draft, I should be able to do DraftKings and stuff. Also, I'm doing a, uh, a fantasy, uh, a podcast fantasy football league at, at 
bunch of the guests and uh, oh, my brother uh, and a couple of my old uh, childhood buddies. And it's looking like uh, it's going to be pretty silly. But <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah! See, so I, what's your what's your sport? You, you have a sports book, right? What's that? Don't don't you run a sports book? No, no, no. I I wish, oh. dude. I I, th- I I I I've always wanted to. I think I'd be good at it. Yeah, because um, I have like I already have those like Cubano shirts. I have like <laughs> I got some double-breasted suits for the more formal occasions. I de- I definitely have the wardrobe for a, a bookmaker. Like I have track suits. <laughs> like I, I I could see you doing it, man. I, I could really pull it off, but you know <laughs> who knows? You know. Who knows where the world's going to take me on that? And then they'll just hire you. So you just look like that. Yeah, I just got my... Oh, this guy runs a sports book. He doesn't. My vision uh, insurance uh, gets upgraded on uh, April 1st here. So we're doing this on the 29th. So Thursday, this is Monday, I'm going to fucking... I get my vision and I'm going to get some like... Like, you know, at the end of Casino, those glasses that De Niro wears? That he's, oh, he's like, yeah. I'm going to get some of, like, those, like, thick, old-school Jewish yes. numbers runner's glasses. Like Yeah, and then, like, a really bright suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, get, like, a like a, a a bright, yeah, get a bright suit. But, you know, like, I, I do look good in black. I have, like, a good brown suit, a good, like, chocolate suit. That's, yeah, I guess that's more professional. And I also have a cream-colored one that's very fucking, you know. Oh, yeah. That one. I wore um, that to a wedding, like, last time I wore that, and people were like, oh, fuck, man, you look like Johnny Sack from The Sopranos. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> pull that shit off, dude. Yeah, jo- yeah. I feel like I'm finally at the age where I can uh, play, like, a wise guy in a movie, and it's believable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see it, man, yeah. Because when I was, like, when I was in my, like, 20s and 30s, I don't know, in my early 30s, like, I mean, I'd want to play like a Ray Liotta and Goodfellas type character, but I don't. I wasn't quite authentic. But now that I'm a middle aged fat guy with a, you got you the see, face for it. I got the yeah. face for it. Yeah, I can pull it off, dude. <laughs> I could be the guy in the back of the deli taking bets, dude. That's oh yeah, like that. That to me, I don't know. That that's any casting director is listening to this show. You know, <laughs> fucking hook your boy up. You know. Yeah, if you could see this, uh, you you will see that he's he's he he can play the part. Oh yeah, and I can even do a Brando impression. I can do the. Oh yeah, yeah. I come here on the day that my daughter's to be married. You ask me this question. You wanna you want me to suck your dick? On the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Brando. Yeah. You want me to play with your balls on the day that my daughter is to be married? <laughs> you know I can't say no to any request. What if the like the god the Godfather gay porn version? It's just a bunch of people on the wet. It's just the wedding scene never ends because a bunch <laughs> of dudes keep asking him to butt fuck him, and they just run a train on the Godfather for the entire movie. And they never. Oh, Brando would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Brando and Richard Pryor used to hook up. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I was just thinking that, but I was like, ah, oh, maybe I won't mention that because like they're both. They're both- great on their own. It doesn't matter who they fuck. No, so, but uh, it's pretty cool that they fuck. It is kind of cool. Like, uh, I wonder. Uh, I wonder like, how that worked. I wonder how that got that like that originally. Like which? Yeah, like, like how they first met. It's like, hey Richard, I think you're very funny. It's like, 
Marlon. I'm, I can't do it. I can't do prior. Uh, I mean, who do, who was at the bottom? I, I don't know. I, don't know I like to think was. they fucking like went Euro style and like. What's Euro style? Where they like take their uncut dongs and fucking jack each other off with their foreskins. Oh. Uh, like cover the other dude's dick with his foreskin and then. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like listeners, email me at the Luxstops Here Podcast at gmail dot com. If videos, you have an if you have an idea of how Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor got it on, I'm going with the fact that they did the old covered wagon t- trip or what is that docking? I've heard of that called that called docking. I've also heard that called snoodling. I think snoodling's a lot more cute. I think it's a, it's, it's a since snoodle. Yeah, snoodle sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to try snoodling. Hey, yeah. Marlon, what did you and Richard do this weekend? <laughs> we went snoodling. <laughs> well, this went off the rails real fucking quick. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I don't know, and I don't want to sound homophobic, but I can't imagine neither of them being the bottom in that. You know? No, that's what I'm saying, dude. It was some sort yeah. of like weird, like, dude. Like, I could see. Like, I heard Marlon Brando had huge balls. So what if, uh, like, um. Richard Pryor, like, titty-fucked his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's a well-known fact that Marlon Brando... Yeah, dude, uh, Rita Moreno, dude, they they were they were together for a while back in the 60s. I remember her, like, seeing her in an interview saying he had... Wow, like, so a, even in the 60s, before decades of gravity could take a toll. Uh, yeah, he had fucking just big old low-hangers, dude. Wow. So did uh, LBJ, I think. How, uh, you're making this up. How do you? How do no, people know that? LBJ, dude. Like, dude, there's all kinds of references. Like, he had, he was constantly whipping his dick out and like talking about his bunghole and in interviews and stuff. Really? Yeah, he's hilarious. He's probably the funniest president. I don't know. Like, Trump was Damn. pretty funny too. But so yeah, dude. That sounds like stuff Trump would do. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. He'd, he'd be like. Oh, uh, you want you want to know why we're going into Vietnam? And he just fucking like whips his dong out, dude. That's, <laughs> that's why we're going into fucking Vietnam. <laughs> and fucking not investigating the Kennedy shit. Yeah, dude. He's like, I'm president now. I don't give a fuck how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Jose Canseco to come on the show so I can tell him who killed JFK. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Well, I'll tell Jose Canseco who killed JFK on the show. And How do you know? I know. I mean, it was pretty, it's pretty much common knowledge that George Bush did it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those old, skull, those old skull and bones guys. Yeah, the CIA skull and bones. Well, oil I thought it was um, uh, Woody Harrelson's dad. He might, he might have been one of the trigger guys. Char- Charles Har- Harrelson? He was like... A known hitman. Yeah, he was, and he killed. Didn't he? He's he did went to jail for life for killing uh, like a federal judge, I think. Yeah, yeah. But see, if you're gonna like be a hitman for a federal judge, you don't go get a guy that's already got some heat on him for a presidential hit. I don't. That's that's yeah. That's that's how I operate. I just watched The Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, the other night, where it's the re-edited version of Part Three, and it's actually pretty good, dude. Oh really? Yeah, and it, who re-edited it? it? Uh, Coppola. But wow. like the the studio kind of made him made some changes that he wasn't a fan of on the original release, 
and he went with like with the more like the true script that him and Mario Puzo had kind of done. Like there was some other, it wasn't completely what they wanted to do, but it was closer in line. And honestly, it's a lot better. Like the opening, especially like the first forty five minutes, like they reshuffle it all, and it makes way more uh-huh. sense. And I don't know, it's like it moves. It's That's a, the one where they're in Italy, right? Yeah, they go back to Italy for a lot of that because the opera house stuff. Yeah. And he's also making the deal with the Vatican Bank and doing all that kind of stuff. Like, see, like, that plot line's way more, like, crazy to me now. Like, realizing, how, like, when I first saw that when I was younger, I didn't realize, like, how powerful the Vatican Bank was. But now it's like, oh, no, this is, like, big-time shit. Like, Wait, what's this Vatican Bank stuff? What, that, what is that? That's a big part of the storyline in Godfather Part 3. Or, and this oh, is, but the Vatican Bank is, like, the Catholic Church's bank? Yeah. And, like, they were, like, the major shareholders in this international immobiliare thing where it's, uh, um, Damn. like, uh, it's, like, a big, like, European, like, multinational corporation that's worth, like, billions and billions of dollars, right? What do they do? Dude, they, I mean, it's, it's fictional. They're just, like, like a, It's, like, a fictional. Like, I think this stuff exists. There's something similar to it in real life. I'm not sure what it's called. I don't think it's called immobiliare. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like for the sake of the movie, like, but it's like him buying into this huge company that the Vatican Bank is like a shareholder on. And it's like he makes this like $600 million donation to the church because their books are all fucked up and they absolve him and he gets to take over this multinational corporation. Like, so it's like him kind of officially trying to move out of like being in the crime business and going full legit. But as he gets to this highest level of like big business, he finds out shit's way more crooked up there than anywhere else, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think I remember that. But see, they they fuck up that storyline on the original release, but in this version, they've cleaned it up, dude. And it's like, like I don't know. It's and maybe it like when I first saw The Godfather three, I don't know, I was like a teenager or whatever. But now yeah. I watch it, you know, this, and it's like. Maybe my taste has changed that I'm 42, but it's like, dude, I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, fucking crooked fucking like cardinals and bishops in the church moving money around. This is pretty interesting to me, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I'm going to rewatch that. It's on Paramount Plus if you have that. I just got. Uh, I I have uh, BitTorrent, though. So, okay, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Shout out to BitTorrent. It's called Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. Okay. So I I, I dug it. I'd like to see him make like a, a new Godfather movie, but like, don't even really make it about like the Corleone family necessarily, but set it in like the Godfather universe and do it yeah. about like the old timey like eighteen forty Sicilian mafia. Ah. Where like, dude, those guys just all they did was like get the local water well and it's like all right anybody that wants fresh water within fucking the next 20 in within the oh, 30 shit. miles once you got to pay me off and who, who, who are you gonna go to you're gonna go to rome you're gonna go complain to the king yeah the king doesn't give a fuck about you i'm the fucking i'm the king around here i got the water right damn and like how like these like men of honor kind of evolved from like that shit like where, like, the modern rackets, I mean, it just came from, like, like the one dude that had goat milk in the area. It's like, all right, I'm hoarding this shit. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> goat milk isn't even that good. That sucks, dude. Yeah. 
I think that's Greek, more Greeks. I think they're more into. I don't know. There's goat herders in Italy though, but I think Greeks are more into the goat milk, goat cheese, goat shit. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar. With, you know, it's like I'm not really that familiar with Greek food. Like, I mean, yeah, I've had Mediterranean food and I've gone to like Greek, but like most Greek restaurants in here in America are just like fucking diners with burgers and fries and like it's not, yeah, it's like di- to me Greek food's diner food more like in a euro. I, yeah, euro. I think that I like that euro meat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that, lamb and, it's like lamb and beef. I think. Yeah, it's like a mix. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I like a, a euro, but yeah, I don't know how Greek that is. But uh, fucking hummus and stuff—that's it's Greek, right? I think that just kind of a broad Mediterranean, like. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I mean, yeah, they got it in Greece, but they also have it in like Armenia. They also have it in Turkey. You know, Israelis eat it too. I don't know. I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. It's funny to think, though, when you hear Mediterranean, you think, like, Greek, you think, like, Eastern Mediterranean. But technically, like, France and Spain are Mediterranean countries, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm sorry, man. It's, let me respond to this text. Is it a, a booty call? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Potentially. but what, uh, what is it when it's not a booty call? Is it a ball, ball, ball call? Like, I think ball, ball call. I think ball call is funnier than booty call, if you ask me. <laughs> ball call. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to think of another, like, uh, I don't know. Nothing funny rhymes with text. Um, <laughs> no, dude. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was just thinking, because you're a big Raiders fan. Raiders? Yeah. yeah. And the Raiders now are playing here in Las Vegas. Like, you know, we're not yeah. in Oakland anymore. We're in your neck of the woods up there. But, dude, so the Raiders have a have this new stadium. They're going into the second year of it. But still, no one's gone to a game yet, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's, like, um, a new stadium in L.A., too, right? The, yeah, the, the, I was reading something how, like, okay, between the L.A. new stadium for the Chargers and the Rams and then the one here in Vegas for the Raiders, or something like $10, $11 billion worth of stadiums <laughs> for three teams and no no fans went to any games in the first year of them. Jesus. That's, uh... I'm sure they got a fucking bailout, like all those fucking rich people. Because, uh, like, dude, UNLV's playing at the Allegiant Stadium here, too, with the Raiders. Wow, and I'm thinking like I want to see how much UNLV tickets. Are. I'm so I'm sure they're fucking so ridiculously expensive, but it's oh, not really? Gonna be, it's not going to be nearly as much as NFL seats. But I yeah, I want I want in on some UNLV seats there, man. That'll be fun, dude. I'd love to see a Raiders game um, when that shit opens in the new stadium. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd fucking come down, bet on the game. Yeah, dude, it's pretty badass. I think there's a sports book in the fucking stadium. No way. Dude, one of the baseball parks now has one. One like one of the states. Yeah, dude, I want to say like the White Sox. Like cause Illinois, Oh my god, that's awesome. I love that. And Illinois, I'm a White Sox fan. I don't I'm not a Cubs guy. What? Illinois, I know Illinois did it. I'm trying Dude, one of the fucking states where they legalize sports gambling, one of their ball one of the like the baseball team there is going to have like live in-game like you can like a sports book in the fucking stadium. 
That's gonna be madness. It might be Cincinnati. <laughs> I forget, dude. I gotta look that up. I, should, I mean, I could, I could, I could look it up right now, technically, but I'm lazy and I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna create an yeah. air of mystery. But dude, those there's a few stadiums I think that are like, like straight up incorporating like fucking like sports book into it. Like, will be really dope because like a lot of these new stadiums. They're building like their own Wi-Fi network within the stadium for everybody in the game to, because, like, they they want all the people posting Instagrams and fucking oh, right, and right, right. like they they want all that free advertising for their stadium, right? Like, and so the idea is like have like a hardwired Wi-Fi into the whole stadium that all the fans can use for free, like in there. But it's like, dude, nice. technically, you can have like a special app that you can only use when you're in there. For like live in-game wagering, oh, through the stadium kind of thing. Yeah, you could just do it from your seat and then pick up the cash uh, on your on like yeah, have like a fucking like a cashier cage or whatever. Like, yeah, or dude, no, I mean, just credit your account and just transfer it straight to your bank. Like, do completely cashless too. I mean, there's there's a yeah. few ways of doing that, dude. I don't know. It could be pretty cool. I, yeah, I, man. I definitely see the potential there. Oh, shit. Oregon State. I just checked the score real quick because they were getting their ass kicked. 42-27. It's yeah. 55-52 Houston now. And I got Oregon oh. State plus seven and a half, buddy. Hell, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Dude, the Pac-12 is on fire in this tournament. You been following March Madness? Uh, no. Dude, UCLA, USC, and Oregon State all made the fucking Elite Eight. So three of... The fucking final eight teams are all from the Pac-12. And, oh, hell it was, yeah. and it was considered one of the weaker conferences coming into this. Like, after the... I mean, the Big Ten was great this year. Uh, the Big yeah. 12 was right up there, too. And then people always give the ACC credit when they don't deserve it. Because, like, Duke and Carolina were garbage this year. And for some reason, they, people still treat it like they're, they're top five teams this year. And then you have uh, uh, the SEC. SEC, was I think, was better than the ACC this year. Because you had, like... Alabama, Arkansas. You had some pretty good teams in there. But yeah, no, like, dude, the Pac 12 this year so far is like 13 and 2 in the turn. Only Colorado lost. I forget who they lost to, but Oregon lost to USC last night. So one of the losses was them, the conference, playing each other in the tournament. So it's like, yeah, no, it's pretty crazy, dude. Like, uh, this one, but like, so for these Elite Eight games, I was like, all like the three Pac-12 teams that are all on fire and beating the shit out of teams too in the process for the most part. It's like they're all getting like anywhere from seven points, seven and a half points, eight points, nine points. And I was like, dude, I'm taking these underdogs in this round, man. Like, if you're gonna give me three of the hottest teams in the country getting that big of spreads, I understand the teams they're playing are good because I mean that's why they're all deep in this tournament. But I don't think anybody should be an eight, nine point favorite at this point in the tournament. Even Gonzaga. Like, dude, Gonzaga's the shit, but I don't see it, man. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me who to bet on. I'll, I'll throw some fucking money on it. I, I really like, uh, UCLA. I like, okay, the, the one favorite I like this round, I like, it starts, this game starts at 657 tonight, is Baylor over Arkansas, minus eight points. You know, and this is actually a perfect time. When I'm giving these uh, my picks out here, I like Baylor over Arkansas minus eight. I like uh, um, tomorrow's games. I like USC getting nine against Gonzaga and UCLA getting seven against Michigan. 
I don't think USC beats Gonzaga, but I think they keep it close enough there. I think UCLA can beat Michigan. Like I, I think they match up well there. Gonzaga's guards are so good. It's going to be tough for SC, but SC's got good big men. So you never know. I think they those those big men have, give them a rebounding edge, and they should keep it close. But you know, Keith, where you can uh, get in on all this sweet, sweet D-Gen action? Oh, where? At my sponsor, mybookie.ag. Oh, mybookie.ag? Yeah, that's right, mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code LSH, as in the show title, Luxops here, if you use promo code LSH, you get a 50% bonus on your deposit up to 1000 bucks. Oh, hell yeah. And you know how we were talking crypto earlier? Yeah, they take crypto? They take crypto, and they can pay you in crypto, too. So if you get- ah, I like that. I like that, because then you, you got the double gambling, because you're getting... Your the crypto you're gambling on too, you know exactly, dude. It's it's good stuff. <laughs> and if you wait, and it's to, not even a gamble with crypto because that shit always goes up. Yeah, and if you just wait for to cash out on like a crypto dip, it, it turns into more. It's like if you wait for like a, a dip back down in like the 40s and then it jumps back up into the 60s, dude. You just made a nice little fucking profit, tidy profit on that one. Just after you already made your money gambling on these fantastic games and dude march madness is almost over a week from tonight is the national championship game i'm gonna miss it i love this shit but you know what's right after that we got the fucking masters bro and you were telling me before how you're getting into golf now hell yeah i'm getting uh hitting some driving ranges uh working on my swing dude uh, golf gambling is amazing it's so much fun because it's a four-day tournament you know like on the masters uh. But you can bet each day, right. and the way the pros, they're all paired off against each other, so you can also bet the pairings. So oh. you, you could do like a five-golfer parlay if you pick the pairings right and stuff. I don't know. There's there's so many angles, and then like you can just pick the one guy to win, each, uh, someone to win each day. So that's a good place to bet long shots, you know, because you got like any, oh, right. any any random jerk off, like in the U.S. Open especially, there's always some weird no-namer that no one's ever heard of that leads after the first day. And yeah. It's like, and it's like, dude, you can find those guys at like 50 to 1 on the, uh, for, for that shit, dude. It's pretty interesting. Man, all right. When, so, when is that? Well, first you got to go over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code LSH. Oh, yeah. You know, get that 50% bonus and get start getting that bonus credit money coming in. And then you fucking load it up, but um, it starts a week from Thursday. The Masters. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Then. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's four days of fucking gambling, dude. It's fun. Yeah, and I'll be able to watch actual professional golfers swing, and maybe I'll be able to internalize it, and it'll help me with my swing. You know. Yeah. I, I don't really watch golf. You know. And it's only, but you know, the the Masters is no longer whites only, so that makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's still man only, though, right? Yeah, and you know, it's another cool thing about mybookie.ag is they have like entertainment bets, like for like the Grammys, the Oscars, all kinds of shit, dude. Poli- oh yeah, like political that, um, elections. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have some action. So everybody, go over to mybookie.ag. Use our promo code. Get in LSH. L-S-H. Yeah, thank you, Keith. Get in on the action. Become a real D-Gen. And if, honestly, if you guys take a screenshot of you making the deposit with the promo code, I'll fucking send you guys... And send a screenshot, email it to the Podcast at gmail.com with your address and stuff. I will fucking mail you a free gift. Oh, shit. Yeah, a limited edition copy of the cassette of the sketch album I made. 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm getting some stickers and buttons made and stuff too, so I will send free gifts to people that use the MyBookie promo code. That's the best. That's the luck stop to your prom- p- podcast promise. So, no, What other podcast is doing that? I mean, I mean that goes, it's a 50% time. deposit bonus, a free gift on top of that. I mean... And these guys are degenerate. Your listeners are all degenerates. Are you gonna gamble? So why not? You well, know, why not do it with these guys? I know. I, I couldn't be more there with you. But uh, speaking of, dude, I think that kind of actually sets up for a good segue here, straight into uh, um, the listener email I got, dude. <laughs> you say they are degenerates. They like good degenerate stuff and stories. Well, so do I. You know, and. Who doesn't? They're the best. And you know what, dude? Like, I, I put this out there a while ago, like, on Facebook. I'm like, hey, anybody got some good Vegas stories? And I got a bunch of comments of, like, girls being like, should we give him the story of the time we... And, like, who knows? I, I don't know. They probably double-teamed some dude. Who, who, you know, it's funny or whatever. It's cool. Who cares? Like, I know who these girls are. Not, not necessarily, like, I don't think they're funny. And then, like, I, I did get a couple emails when I did that, but one was basically describing a borderline sexual misconduct and I, I i wasn't gonna fucking amplify that one and then the other one was uh basically someone like dude and it's like a friend so i'm not gonna fucking name him but they sent me like basically a list of like everything they've seen here that they hate like it was like a it was almost like an enemies list but of just events like i don't it's hard for me to explain it but it was like that's nah, not quite what i'm looking for but this is the kind of email i am looking for <laughs> So oh, it's, yeah. uh, hey Scott, Phil from Chicago again. He emailed before asking me to do a golf episode, which I did with Ryan Kramer. Keith, before you start gambling on the Masters, you might want to check out that Ryan Kramer episode. We give out some, uh, some solid picks on there already for the Masters. It was like a, oh, okay, early one. But thanks again for the shout out on the podcast, Colby, Dan, and Ryan Kramer episodes. Shout out to Colby and Ryan. Uh, okay. And then he gets into it here in the body. Here we go. You know anyone that bets eating contests successfully? I love that, like, because, like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I know people that bet eating contests, but it's like, uh, but do I know anyone more that, than one a year? Well, yeah, dude. They, I mean, they got the the fucking big hot dog eating contest, but like, if you if you watch the hot dog eating contest every year, like when it's like Joey Chestnut versus uh, Kobayashi. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I bet on. I won some money betting on Kobayashi. But Kobayashi was also like the hard boiled eggs eating champ, and like the 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 shrimp cocktail eating champ. Like these guys do multiple contests. They don't just do hot. <laughs> they're not just like on the hot dog circuit. It's it's more like uh, hey, it's hot dog season. We do that one. All right, now, what, what's next? Uh, chicken wings. Okay, oh, they can just eat anything that fast. Yeah, it's like. And I, I think some of, like, I mean, the hot dog eating contest is obviously the big one. That's the one that gets you on ESPN. That's where your, oh, yeah. your sponsor money is going to come from. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's a competitive field, dude. But I'm sure there's some guy that wa- goes like, all right, this summer I'm going to hit Maryland for the crab cake fucking eating contest. You know, head down. To- you can bet on all those. There, there are odds on all of those, like, minor I eating mean- contests. I'm sh- dude. I'm sure there's a book out there taking action on this shit. And you know what? I'm gonna talk. I'll talk to the people over at mybookie.ag and be like, we need more competitive eating contests available for the for the true DJs out there. But so you yeah, know, you, know, you, know, you need somebody out there setting lines and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
But like, I just love that. You know anyone that bets eating contests successfully? Because it's like, he just assumes I know people that are betting on this. <laughs> but it's like, is anyone actually winning on this? And that's a very good way to phrase the question, I must say. Uh, I was in the front row for a Nathan's qualifier once at City Field. That's the home of the Met, New York Mets baseball team. Oh, yeah. Uh, a few years back. Let's just say front row is not the place for a hot dog eating contest because the burping puking gets live real quick. Think about this. This is the Nathan's qualifier. So it's all the people that have spent years watching this 4th of July hot dog eating contest at Nathan's in Coney Island, New York. Oh, so rank amateurs. It's the amateurs. I just do my banana rack just tumbled off my tail, my table right now and. Uh, you know, even the bananas. You know, I got to get away from this. He doesn't doesn't want me Lots to start a, a banana competitive banana eating contest. That's the, <laughs> that's the last thing that rack of bananas really wants. Um, I'm too close in shape to a hot dog. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want me and my brothers to go down like this. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, like, but just think the qualifiers, man. That's got to be rough, dude. Like. These people are try like it's like the open mic of the food fucking <laughs> the food eating competitive food eating universe. <laughs> it's like you go to an open mic, you'll see some like pros like there to work on their new special. You'll yeah, see yeah. some really good up and coming people that are like like the locals on the scene, and then you will see some of the biggest psychopaths and craziest nut jobs and unfunny garbage you will ever see in your life at an open mic. It's quite an, it's quite a rainbow of talent that you will see and i mean i think that that's what this event sounds like it's like a fucking competitive eating open mic at, at the mets field you gotta if it's at a mets field like i want I, I, I need to ask phil about this because was this like before a mets game because that's fucking hilarious or was that's it like, a hard act to follow <laughs> or was it like hey uh the mets are out of town Let's see if we can get a bunch of people to show up and puke hot dogs all over the field. I'm sure the grounds crew wasn't excited about that one. <laughs> like, um, they knew what they were getting into when they booked us. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know if you're ready for this next part because this is where it starts getting really funny, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, shit also got weird. I'm back to the email. Hold on, dude. Shit also got weird because a disgraced former competitor showed up and started heckling and calling out this guy, Notorious B.O.B. Wow. <laughs> like, imagine being disgraced from the competitive eating circuit, and you're like, nah, dude, I'm still showing up, and I'm fucking heckling, dude. Like, How do you heckle a professional? Oh, you can't eat that. Yeah, you're, hey. you're not going to eat that. Like, what are you going to do? Dude, <laughs> like, I mean... Like- the best competitive eating heckle I could think of is the the fat kid in Stand by Me. I know it's a it's a movie. It's not it's not real, but how he drinks all the fucking castor oil and shit, and so he makes himself throw up on all the other competitors as revenge for them all making fun of him for being a fat ass his whole life. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and that dude, that seems great, and but like like that's more of a personal like fucking revenge. That's like man in the iron mask type shit. This yeah, guy's yeah, just a yeah. loser, like. Hey, I don't have custody of the kids this weekend. <laughs> it's my weekend off from the kids. I'm going to go down to the fucking city field and call out Notorious B.O.B., which honestly, now, Phil here says, don't know if the guy was actually a former competitor, 
but he looked like Brian Knobs from the Nasty Boys. I don't know if you remember him from the if you're a wrestling fan, but the Nasty Boys were a big tag team in the eighties, nineties. Uh, oh, okay. I, I am a wrestling fan, but uh, I'm Attitude Era. Okay, okay, yeah. These, these guys are like like pre Attitude Era, but Nobbs. If you ever watch Hogan Knows Best, the Hulk Hogan fucking uh, yeah, yeah, the reality show. He was the guy he was always working out with on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that that guy, I get, apparently this guy like that, and I like to think Brian Nobbs from the Nasty Boys just is <laughs> like, you know what, dude? I shit got real for me. I'm just gonna go heckle these guys. I, I I can't handle it. Like, what's and also I don't have the kids this weekend. I used to be a former tag team champion. Uh, I I I just gotta fucking go hand go get this out of my system somewhere. Like, so okay. Don't know if the guy was, that, but he looked like him. Film and was filming his heckling on a flip phone. So think about that, like. What? I got my flip phone out. Oh, this was like recently? I mean, I think this look, sounds like City Field opened in like 2007, I think, or 2009, something like that. So oh, it's within yeah. the last 12 years, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so he's definitely got a flip phone, and he's fucking like taping himself heckling. Like, this is going to make my reel kind of shit. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it, dude, to... It, First off, if you're just in the crowd at a prelim, I understand you're going to the big boy on 4th of July at Nathan's, yeah. Coney Island, the big boy on ESPN. I understand going to that. But to go to the prelim, man, that dude, that takes some dedication. Now, Phil here, I could see being a guy that's just like, oh, I want to see some stupid shit. And he clearly did. But, uh, <laughs> like... I, I like the idea of like other people being like, no man, this is my like they're like deadheads where they follow food events around the country, like yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's, just, it's just like okay, man, fish is out, fish isn't touring for a while, so let's go uh, follow some food contests, man. Like, Instead of selling acid in the parking lot, they're selling, selling like condiments and shit selling fucking anna like fucking like tums dude yeah <laughs> selling pepto and fucking antacids <laughs> all right so uh you know this actually makes me want to have a hot dog now <laughs> i know i have i have some nathan's hot dogs in my fridge right now and i'm, I'm oh wow I'm really thinking about doing one after this okay so i presume he once competed or aspired to at least so one of the things he was yelling, okay, this is our heckler, was pervert. <laughs> like, dude, like, this is the part when I was reading earlier before I, right before we started recording, I was reading this and like, I was like, okay, don't read this too well because you need to have room to riff on it when you read it on the show later. But dude, someone's just screaming pervert. At a food eating con- at a hot dog eating contest, it's, dude, like it's so fucking goddamn good, dude. Like you, you are really up in the stakes, dude. You know, like and like, I, mean, I don't know how much improv comedy you've done, but they always say, you know, you want to heighten the stakes, you want to raise the stakes, you want to, you know, like I mean, really acting in general, it's about raising the stakes of the scene and making it so like there's conflict and stuff. And well, this guy yelling pervert at the dude and like, uh, and, and so here, and Phil here says, 
Not sure who that direct is at, but I've watched other Nathan's contests on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure you could hear pervert being yelled in the background. Not sure if I'm having a feel the dreams moment or what. So there's a few scenarios I've thought of that this could be. Like, one, the guy's nickname is, like, Pete the Pervert, Paul Peterson or whatever. And, like, people are like, pervert, pervert, every time he's on a roll. I think that's really funny because that could be a funny, like, ironic nickname. Um, Cornell, my, you know, Cornell Reed. Uh, Cornell, I remember him telling me about a guy he went to high school with up in Humboldt, and his nickname was Statutory Ray. <laughs> I always thought that's one of the funniest nicknames I've ever heard of because the guy didn't even have to do necessarily anything. His name Ray just sounds like rape, and so it's yeah, statutory yeah, yeah. Ray. It, statutory it, Ray. I think there was a comic going by statutory Ray. You know um, what? It prob- he's probably based out of Humboldt. I think. Probably, no, it's probably no, no, the no. same guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many statutory rays there are. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <there's> a- <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so here we go back to uh the hot dog eating contest in a classic Gen move on that same day which was somewhat serendipitous my best friend billy and i were trying to go to belmont park for the triple crown race but failed to realize that the race was following was the following saturday after a heavy night of drinking some quick thinking at the train ticket counter got us to see a Mets game instead and thus started my fascination with the support of competitive eating so this was before a Mets game like and he he didn't just go, oh, I'm going to go watch some guys kill themselves with hot dogs. It's like, hey, I'm going to go watch some guys play baseball. It's like, oh, shit, these guys are killing themselves with hot dogs here. This is pretty cool. Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finishes it up with the speaking of food, the spread I talked about from my March Madness snack sounded great. It was good. And, yes, Phil, we do have some good Italian delis here in Vegas. We have a heavy Italian uh I don't I want to I don't want to say where the Italians here in Vegas came from but I think you guys could all piece it together. I don't want to watch that Godfather 3 you'll get an idea. Yeah, I don't want to go around, you know, I I, I don't want to have to check my car for a bomb every morning when I wake up. So I'm going to leave the fellas back home out of it if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, no, that I think that was fantastic, Phil. Thank you so much for sending that in. Dude, like uh Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like I just dude, like a guy sitting at a hot dog eating contest going, Pervert! Pervert! Yeah. <laughs> That's just bizarre. I want to, dude, now, if he's sitting And there, he's like all buff, right? So he could be a professional eater, too. Well, I don't know if he's buff, but he looks like he might have used to have been buff and oh, like, right, let right. himself go. Like, a washed up competitive eater, probably not a pretty sight, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's like, dude, like, I mean. And, and the thing is, with competitive years, I mean, Kobayashi, what, dude, the dude's like 130 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> like, you look... Joey Chest... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oregon State lost, but they covered the fucking seven and a half, man. That was... Nice. Yeah, man. Looking good All there. Right. So, 1-0 on the... Hey, I went, I went 6-0 and on my picks yesterday. Fuck yeah, man. Four and zero on all the games against the spread. I hit the over in SC Oregon and then UCLA money line. Bam, bam, bam. That's amazing. Yeah, I was, uh, a, I was on a that... bit of a losing streak too, so it was nice to snap out of it with a fucking rock solid day like that. I picked Baylor. I put uh, some units on Baylor. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on that one too. See, see, Arkansas just barely beat Oral Roberts, 
over the uh, on Saturday, and and Oral Roberts that was a big they're a big up Cinderella story they're a big underdog that kind of got like they didn't luck their way in there they beat the teams to get there. But I did think it's funny the Arkansas Razorbacks their nickname's the Hogs, so the Hogs were playing Oral Roberts and that I mean that joke just writes itself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hogs uh, telling Oral Roberts to suck it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> got a field day with those ones. But, uh, but no, so Oral Roberts is winning that game all game. Arkansas was down. They came back and won in the last seconds. But a lot of times when, like, a good team has to come back like that against, a, like, a lower caliber team and then play a good team after that, they get their fucking dicks handed to them. And Baylor's looking. I think Baylor might be looking like the best team in the country. I don't know. Gonzaga's looking pretty good, too. But they're the clear-cut, like, two best teams right now. So, But it's college like basketball, that. you know? Like, there are a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen. They only play one game. It's not a seven-game series. You know, so who knows? Best of luck to Oral Bob <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and uh, after that loss to the Hogs because that's. Uh, <laughs> no, you got a lot of horny teams in this year's tourney. You had uh, fucking Moorhead State, Moorhead State, yeah. You had uh, Oregon State Beavers, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, the Hogs. Of course, I've always wanted. I I always say that Oregon State should have to play South Carolina every year in football because the Cox versus the Beavers. <laughs> yeah, it's like it'd be like a like a turkey bowl, like the, where they have the Redskins play the. The Cowboys, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, but, the, but but now it's just a Washington football team. Yeah, dude, so I think they still have the game. They're watch. They're probably going to change their name too to something really lame, like the Washington Senate Parliamentarians. Like, <laughs> 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 something really fucking stupid, dude. Because that's that's the timeline we're living on, bro. <laughs> Picture the dumbest fucking thing possible. <laughs> and this episode comes out tomorrow, and so uh, people get to listen right away and be like, "Oh man, this guy asshole is way off on his Baylor pick." But no, I, I, I legit, I think that's a good one. I might, I might dip back here in a few minutes and uh, put a few more units on it, if you know what I mean. Because I, yeah. I started off doing like basically a quarter unit on the first round. Because I was bet, I'm betting every single game against the spread, and then in the first round I also did every single first half under. Oh damn! And guess what the first half unders did? I went twenty five and ten with one push. Wow! Yeah, the nice little fucking heater there. But uh, but each round I double the unit. Oh right. So like so I, that's why I started off as a quarter unit. So by the time I got to the the third round here or the fourth round like I'm now playing like my regular unit size one unit yeah, yeah because yeah. there's fewer games but before it's like dude like when there's 36 games in three days dude yeah I'm not playing like a regular unit size there dude I gotta damn gotta play a fraction you know this is for those that don't know about sports gambling ideally what your your unit size should be like let's say your bankroll is 500 bucks you should have a hundred units in your bankroll. So your unit size should be five like five dollars. Now, yeah, as yeah. you win, you increase your unit size. As you lose, you decrease your unit size. So oh, you, really? I, I keep the same unit size. No, so if like I lose two hundred, like if I go on a big time losing streak, I recalibrate. And now I go to like three dollar units. Right. But like the idea, I mean, you honestly, you're right though. 
Because the idea of it is, is you should be able to take 100 losses in a row on a bankroll. Because mathematically, you're never going to take 100 losses in a row. Unless, right. you're, unless you're just doing parlays all the time. But even then, if you do 100 parlays in a row, you're probably going to hit on one, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um... Oh, gee, speaking of parlays, I also had Oregon State and Baylor in a parlay tonight. So I already hit the first leg of that. Oh, hell yeah. So now it's just Baylor. Yeah. Now we're cooking. I did have a money line parlay, though, of Oregon State, SC, UCLA, and Baylor. That was like $4 to win like 460 bucks. So oh, man. I, I, I knew I wasn't going to win that, but it would have been nice to get the first win in there just so I have some hope. When you lose on the first game on that, it's like, okay, well, that's over. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Because I had one like a couple weeks ago, dude, where it was like one of those like mega parlays. Like, it would have paid like a thousand bucks or whatever on a bunch of underdogs. Oh, man. And I hit the first two of the, or the first three of the four. And it came down to that last game. But it was one of those ones where it was San Diego State and I had Nevada. It was, you, yeah. you don't hedge on th- in times like that where, um. Well, sometimes, but see on this one, the, the original bet was so small, the hedge wasn't worth it. Oh, yeah. Because in that final game, uh, San Diego State was such a big favorite. Like, if I would have taken them with the point and laid the points, it doesn't guarantee me on a hedge. Right. And the money line was so stacked, I would have had to fucking put, like, 100 bucks just to win the ticket value back. And it was just like, it's not worth it to me. Just let it ride. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun to let it ride, too. Yeah. Well, also, you know, what we got coming up, dude, is uh, Kentucky Kentucky Derby season's, like, pretty much here. Because they're doing all the qualifying races now. Yeah, that'll be fun. I've never gambled on that. Dude, Triple Crown season's the best because you have the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. And all three of them are just huge parties. I've I've never been to the Preakness or I've never been to any of them, but I hear the Preakness is actually the best party out of all of them. The which one? The Preakness. That's the second of the Triple Crown races. But that's in Pimlico, Maryland. It's in Maryland. Maryland? Yeah, Mm. and it's just like all like the fucking mid-Atlantic trash comes out for that one. Hell yeah. The Kentucky Derby, that's the first of them. And that's like the more formal one. That's the more high society. Whereas the Preakness is more like frat boys puking in the fucking, like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> the gutters going up to it. So it seems like a fucking pretty good party, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the wrong. Belmont, that's in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Belmont Racetrack. I don't know if you've seen Bronx Tale. Um, no. The movie? No. Okay, yeah. There's a scene uh, where they're at the racetrack, and uh, they're all, like, hoping on this horse, and this guy comes out, and he's like, come on, Buttercup, or whatever, and they're all, oh, he bet it. It's a loser, and they all just start ripping up their tickets before the race is even <laughs> over. <'cause they> <laughs> <did>. <laughs> that, that guy can't pick him. Yeah. My advice for the Kentucky Derby, though, is, like, just bet whatever horse Bob Baffert, he's a trainer, whatever horse that guy has in it, bet on him it seems like every fucking year i'm watching the kentucky derby and he's in there at the winner's circle when it comes down to it and sometimes nice. he, sometimes he does have like three horses in it so it's like but yeah what, whatever shit baffert's got going bet the, sprinkle his bets and then i don't know if you see a name that sounds really funny go with that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you, uh, you're gonna have to um uh, i'll talk to you closer to then um Oh, yeah, dude, like, because, like, what's cool about the Kentucky Derby is it's only for three-year-old horses. So when these horses are born, these guys have to put up, like, it's, like, thousands of dollars. Uh Uh-huh. It's, like, six figures, I want to say. It's, like, fucking, like, 100 grand or something, 150 grand, just to reserve a spot for this 
horse that was born to be in the Kentucky Derby one day. Now, usually they know if they're going to be good based on their genetics and their breeding, but it's like you never know. Like, so it's like you're taking like a Kentucky Derby winner. Man, that's a some carefully select breeding, and they have been working for this for three years. And so, like the, these Triple Crown races are only for three year olds. Now, what's cool is, you, like after they do it, I mean, horses race for a while. So after that, like that's when they go on to do like the the Breeders' Cup and like like these other ones where the Breeders' Cup you might get like four different Kentucky Derby winners going against each other in that. Oh wow. Yeah. But they're just older horses. Yeah, just like they're they're only a few years apart there or whatever. Uh, I, I mean, horses live to be like thirty or whatever, and the like like pro, like stud racehorses they'll race them until they're like seven years old, eight years old usually, and then at that point, if they've won a lot, their fucking their sperm's worth so goddamn much on the on the on the market. Like you got to yeah, start. You, you know how they do that, right? They they have like. Um, just this workup stud to like get the other, uh, like the, yeah. the the horse because like the what's the horse called the woman well, female and, horse well in thoroughbred racing too it could only be natural conception like so like the horses have to fuck to create a thoroughbred racehorse yeah so then but these horses they like kick the horse off and like yeah y- y- you know He's get like, a, they have like so, a fluffer horse. Yeah, yeah. So the, the just like thinks he's gonna bang this horse, but he just gets a shit beat out of him, and then they yeah. put put in the like uh, you know the, the Kentucky Derby or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to like just fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, this is why my listeners tune into the show because you get <laughs> it's a serious thing. I feel bad for that work. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm starting an organization to um end this practice of th- those workout. Those workup studs should get some horse pussy too, <laughs> dude. They probably get like donkey pussy, or like, like they they take them over to the donkeys, and that's how they make fucking uh, mules. A beautiful horse, and then he's just gonna fuck a donkey. I mean, well, I mean, hey, you either, you either get the donkey or you get you have to go to the glue factory, bro. There's two choices there. I always think that's weird. Like that's how they make a mule. They're like, it's like they're like, okay, we get a horse to fuck a donkey, and we get this other thing to come out of it. But that thing's yeah. sterile. That thing and like, and it's like, okay, we need an athlete like a horse, but we need someone that's an asshole like a donkey. So let's combine <laughs> them into a mule. <laughs> I don't think they were into it. I don't think a horse would want to fuck a mule. I would think if I was a horse. Well, you can't fuck a mule. I look at a donkey. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean a donkey. I, mean, I guess you could fuck a mule, but <laughs> that's some <laughs> depraved shit right there. That's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you get the. I don't. I mean, I imagine at this point, most. But I guess a good mule. You know, it's like you don't want to. <laughs> if I if I had a farm, you need a good mule because I don't want to. I don't want like my best horse doing all that kind of work right right all that grunt work and stuff yeah, like that and like the mule like because of the donkey dna you know they're a little more equipped to do a lot of that kind of stuff yeah what do donkeys do donkeys they take you to the bottom of the grand canyon i don't and after that i'm not <laughs> quite sure <laughs> yeah you've you fucking uh i do I, when i was a kid we went to mexico we were like we were like on a trip to san diego for the weekend 
and we went, my, me and my parents, my brother and sister, we all went to Mexico, f- like, for the afternoon for lunch and shit. And, Hell yeah. And uh, they had donkeys painted like zebras that you can get your picture. And we got our family picture taken with this donkey that was painted <laughs> like a fucking zebra, dude. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, man. <laughs> Close enough. And then I also went to the dog track there. But the dogs weren't run- the races weren't running that day. It was just yeah. like it was just a tour of the dog track that we went on, and uh, but they they had like all the champion dogs, like the pictures of them around the track, like all the <laughs> dude, and they all had fucking. I, I guess this is like more specific to Mexico because I've never I've bet on dog races here at the sports book. I've never yeah. seen I've never seen this part of it where they have like spider monkey jockeys on the ones in Mexico. So they, put, uh, they dress up spider monkeys as jockeys. How do them... the spider monkeys know what they're doing? Dude, dude they don't, dude. They <laughs> just, the dogs just run, the monkeys strap in for the ride, and it, <laughs> it just makes it look hilarious as they're running around the track, and they got these little donkeys, jockeys fucking sitting on the dog's back, dude. That does sound hilarious. I need to see that in my life. Yeah, dude. That where was that? Tijuana. Yeah, Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where else out, would man. that be, dude? Come on. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not doing. Trust me, they're not doing that one in Cancun, bro. <laughs> 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 That's not a Puerto Vallarta move, dude. That's <laughs> Cabo San Lucas is not rocking the spider monkey jockeys. I'll tell you that on <laughs> on dogs, dude. And like they also had a zoo there. And I swear, they just had a tiger with, like, a fucking four-foot wrought iron fence, and it was just right behind it. Ugh. And it was like, you could just reach through and touch the tiger, basically. No way! Fuck that. That's crazy. But it was, they clearly had it tranked out of its mind, so it just laid there uh, not doing anything the whole time. And you're like, is that thing even alive? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's fucking wild, man. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool when they don't have animal rights people telling you hey you you can't strap a spider monkey I'm, to a dog i'm pretty sure why, they why do not? it just yeah like i like the the the, the stones would be like you know what fuck you i'm gonna play yeah. i'm gonna fucking do it anyway i i know you don't want me to do that but you and know i'm what? gonna sell tickets yeah people are gonna pay to watch that shit dude like you know what on it hey this may sound like horrible of me uh <laughs> but like dude bring back freak shows man yeah, well, they don't have freak shows. I mean, they probably still have freak shows, but I'm talking like old. Those school. freaks need a job. Right? They they need a job, and like those old school freak shows. Sorry, man. Like, if you brought like a legit old school like 1920s like Carney style freak show to a town, you're yeah, tell, you're telling me people aren't buying tickets for that, dude. Come on, man. I, Damn, you're right. I want to go see the bearded lady and the the dog <laughs> the dog faced boy and the strong man and all all the assorted other people and like the freak show universe you ever watch the uh and i you know i gotta run low on time here so we gotta get going soon but i remember watching a thing on oprah i think it was oprah it was like one of those shows but they had a whole thing about the wolf boy the kid in mexico who had like Uh, that that condition where he had like the hair all over his face and like he like kind of looks like a little werewolf kid right yeah and they're like oh it must suck so bad for wolf boy wolf boy oh it's so oh man he must Oh, look how sweet he is in this interview. He's not a monster. He's he's just a sweet little wolf boy. But then, like, dude, like, 45 minutes into this shit, I find out he's got a sister. And I'm like, dude, wolf girls got it way rougher than wolf boy. Like, wolf boy 
There are women out there that oh, will want to yeah. fuck Wolf Boy just oh, for yeah. the sake of fucking a wolf guy. Like, that, <laughs> dude, like the rare dude that's into Wolf Poon, like that's, dude, that's you don't, a, wanna, you don't want you that don't guy want, around, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have much rather have seen a whole thing on Wolf Girl and the challenges that, what the challenges are of having a wolf pussy instead of, dude, Wolf Boy, if he plays his cards right, he's just gonna, he's gonna, Dude, he can just like go to bar. People will buy him free drinks. I'd even get like, yeah. a, like, dude, like, He's like a superhero. Yeah, dude. Wolf Girl's not getting that same treatment, dude. This is very, <laughs> very sad. Like, Oprah brings Wolf Boy on to talk about how rough his life is. She doesn't bring Wolf Girl on. They're, they're the same fucking family. If you get permission from the parents for one, I'm sure, I'm sure they'd give you permission to talk to the other wolfer, but. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he's more wolfy than the other one. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's a whole fucking thing, dude. <laughs> I think that's a good note to go out on, though. Uh, that Wolf Boy has definitely like, and if you disagree with me that Wolf Girls have it easier than Wolf Guys, you're wrong. And I normally don't make those kind of declarations on this show, but if you you are one hundred percent wrong, if you think getting your wolf pussy fucked. Is fucking an easier task than getting your red lipstick wolf dong polished. Like, way more likely to have that go down, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Keith, anything you want to plug on the way out, buddy? Uh, I want to plug some wolf pussy now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I just threw that, I just gave him that volleyball shot right there. Come on, baby, spike it home, man. You did. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're like Maverick and Goose and beach volleyball right now. Just bam, oh, yeah, bump set spike. <laughs> That's right, dude. Uh, you follow you on Twitter at, uh, what is it? The real Keith? At, at real Keith 30 on pretty much all social medias, Instagram, Twitter at real Keith 30. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not doing anything. So <laughs> I, I sit in this room all day. So, yeah. Well, I see you got a cool Misfit, Misfits poster right there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's been here for a while. I like the Misfits. They're cool. Yeah, I like them. They're, they're a good. Pro- I'll, I'll, I'll promote. Well, um, I, I'm getting my, my final vaccine dose on Wednesday here. Oh, so, you got the two? I I just got the one shot Johnson and Johnson. I got the Pfizer two shot or um mm. so but yeah. but what's cool about that is I I think I'm gonna make a Bay Area trip this summer, dude. Like, oh hell yeah, man. Yeah, well I got some vacation time to use and uh I'm just gonna try and time it out for one of the hotter weekends so I can go where it's a little <laughs> so I can go cool off somewhere else, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a good call, man. It doesn't get too hot Dude, over here. Dude, I keep trying to get Cornell to do this with me. You need to come down and do this with me, too. It's like, I live like 25, 30 minutes from this, the mountains where they have all these dope cabins we can rent. Oh, hell yeah. And like, dude, do a fucking like cabin mushroom weekend. And we'll fucking, that sounds fun as hell, man. Yeah. And like, we'll do a bunch of stupid shit and then fucking... Head down to the casino because it's not that far from one of my local casinos, dude. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty fun, man. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, dude. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mushrooms are legal there now, right? Yeah, I'm close know. to that. No? I don't think so, but well, it's really yeah, illegal anymore. It, I'm sure it'll be easy enough to find. You know what I've learned is a. Uh, I've been since I got my. New, I got a new car, dude. I don't know if I told you about that, or it's not brand new, oh. but it's like a 2017 uh, Toyota Rav4. Oh hell yeah! Four wheel drive. Yeah, uh, two wheel. But it's like 
I'm basically driving a soccer mom car and I'm a 40 year old white dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't get pulled over anymore. That's just how that works. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I yeah, just look like some fucking nerd fucking driving around in his wife's car and it's great. So I got a white, uh, transit connect. It's, it's like I, I have it decked out like a camper van. I got a bed in the back and stuff, but, uh, I, um, Oh but yeah, you like show me some pictures van. of that. Yeah, that thing's fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, I, I love that thing, but it's uh, it looks like a work van. I never got pulled. I knock on wood, and never got pulled over. It's yeah, no, dude. Like, it's true. Like, uh, hey, so my my uh, final thought for everybody on this is: if you want to avoid DUIs, look like you're in a work car, <laughs> <laughs> and have a bed in the back of your car that yeah. you could just sleep it off if yeah. you need to. <laughs> I saw a tweet of someone saying, like, if I live in my car and I was drinking in my car, if the cops try and bust me, I'd be like, hey, man, what, I can't have some drinks when I'm chilling at home? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I don't know if Duat does this joke, but I, I, he told me, I don't know if he does a joke like this, but I'll just do it. Um, he goes, yeah, I, I work I work from home. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I work from home. I'm a Uber driver. <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, okay. I'm going to tell you this next part off the air because I don't, because it'll be funnier and I don't, and for those that are wondering what it's about, you'll never know. <laughs> well, well, follow me on Twitter and well, I'll tell you. Follow me on Twitter and he'll tell you and he'll send you a link for free crypto. Bye everybody. I'll, I'll see you on. And that was Keith D'Souza. Thank you so much for joining me here. And make sure you follow our socials at LuxOpsPod on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LuxOpsPod, you can find a bunch of bonus content. And I'll be putting out a new series coming soon where I am going to be explaining every casino table game and whatnot and how to play and some real inside baseball shit with that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I found a 1940s gambling almanac so uh maybe some of the info in it's dated but the math never changes so it's gonna be a lot of fun thank you so much for joining me everybody and i will see you next episode my friend brandy posey bye-bye